What's up, my people? I'm your host, Chad Hostack, coming in with a good word. And, yeah, I've been away for a while, two weeks to be precise. My last episode was June 18th, 2022. And now it is, well, July 2nd. Why have I been away? Well, you may be expecting me to say something like, I was really productive, making a lot of money on my grind, on my hustle... Or maybe you're expecting me to have some sort of really clever content creator way to explain how I used my two weeks away from podcasting to do something worthwhile. When the truth is, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I didn't really have anything to say for two weeks. And I didn't want to force it. I'm not saying I'm out of ideas. I have plenty of ideas written down in my Obsidian note-taking app. It's a new free app. Oh, it's new to me. It's a free note-taking app that I really like. Um, And I've been using it. And I have plenty of ideas and and all that. However, I just didn't want to force myself to talk. (laughs) I also had some other things I had to take care of. Um, But I'm being serious about this. My my situation is that I don't know where I'm going to be laying my head in five years. So it's been really difficult to be consistent with content creation and long-term goals when I'm not entirely sure where I'm going to be living. So between now and five years, I'm going to move somewhere where it's more affordable to live and pursue my intellectual endeavors and creative projects there. And I've also been in the gym more often. I've been spending time with family and friends and living my life. And now I finally have something worthwhile to say that I actually feel like saying. And today I'm going to talk about getting out of a rut. Or I might title it, How to Make Peace with Yourself. And so, I always talk about organization on this Podcast. I always talk about like self-improvement and my philosophy on things and politics and all sorts of stuff. Um, so the first thing about making peace with yourself or getting out of a rut is understanding your priorities. And you see, if you want to understand why you got into a rut, you need to look at the actions and habits that led you there. Because your actions and habits determine the quality of your character and your destiny. And so, if you want to understand how you got off your diet, how you got off your exercise routine, how you got off making content, how you got off track with specific things, you need to look at the actions and habits you have that led you there. With very few exceptions. You know, like being under a spell of bad luck, or circumstances out of your control, um, wouldn't allow you to be consistent with something. There, are, There's exceptions to everything, right? Well, I, I definitely needed something more than just a calendar to track my priorities and my doings and what I should be doing. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, like, basic tools that come with things, whether it's a Windows gaming laptop or it's an iPhone which I have both. So I was looking at my iPhone, and I'm like, well, here's the Reminders app. And I never really messed with it before. I've been using iPhones since 2011, I think. Anyway, 
So I start messing with it, and I learned that I can make a to-do list and jot down all the necessary doings of my of my of myself of my priorities and i can have them repeat daily or weekly or monthly or whatever and so i did that and i jotted down all my to-do list doings you know things from working out five times a week in the gym with one day of rest um buying groceries once a week doing self-education once a week, getting through a course at the end of the month, reading a book by the end of the month, things like that. I I was amazed that this thing will remind me that I need to do these things on these specific days and times. And that I don't need to carry a pen and paper to-do list. And I don't necessarily need my calendar anymore either because I have my calendar on my phone. And so... It freed up a lot of mental space and it freed up a lot of my time because now I don't have to walk to my physical calendar on the wall to figure these things out. Now I don't have to pull out a to-do list. I just pull out my phone and I look at the notification center or just the screen or just go to the app and keep on target. So I'm actually very impressed with this one little app. I call it the ultimate to-do list. And that's my use for it. That's my purpose for it. And the reason I'm, you know, propagating this, using the default to-do list app or reminders app, whatever it's called on your phone, is because it greatly impacted my workflow. Where nowadays, I just have to look at my phone and just know what I'm supposed to be doing and go do it. You know, so it reminds you, it frees up your time and it frees up mental space so you can be using that space in your mind and that time to be doing other things, whether it's fun or productive or both. And when you do what you should, life is easy. I'm going to say that one more time. When you do what you should, when you should do it, life is easy. And it's a different variation, so I'll just say it one more time. When you do what you should do, when you should do it, life is easy. Because when we fail to do what we should, when we should do it, it creates more difficulties, challenges, and problems and issues and such. You didn't do the dishes, so now there's no clean silverware and plates for you the next time you need them. And then it just keeps piling on. You didn't work out and stick to the diet. Now you're more fat. So now it's going to be harder for you to get in that ideal shape you want to be in. To get your physique the way you want it and be stronger. Those are just two simple examples of that. Or even if it was like education wise. You didn't do your homework. So now you have more work piled on top of what you're supposed to do. Or you are, or it's employment-wise. You didn't finish your shift, so now you have extra stuff to do tomorrow, or somebody had to finish it for you, and you get in trouble with HR potentially. You see, that's why I believe that laziness is the cause of most of our problems, or even the world's problems, for that matter. I'd say laziness is the number one cause of those kinds of suffering in the world.
because I define laziness as you don't do what you should when you should. And the second cause of problems in the world is having kids when you're not ready to have kids. You know, then you're producing people who potentially don't grow up not knowing how to be properly incorporating themselves in the world. And it just, you know, creates a lot of stress and suffering. So, yeah, those are the two biggest cause of problems in the world and in our personal lives, in my opinion, is number one, laziness. And number two, we have kids we can't take care of or we can't afford. And so that's like the first step is like getting a pen and paper or an app of some kind or a calendar or get all three to organize or doing some priorities. But I would definitely recommend the app above all else because it remembers things for you. It's not tedious and it frees up your time and mental space and it's always on you in your phone or your tablet or your laptop or whatever. And so... Once you have your priorities in order and you're properly reminded and you properly do them, you do the things you should when you should, your life starts getting a lot easier, more manageable. The second talking point, this is the most important part of what I'm saying. We only understand the world for what we hold in our hearts. So if someone goes through enough bad experiences you know, it taints their worldview a bit. Right? Yeah, I'm not saying in every case. Oh, there's a lot of people, including myself, who have gone through a lot of suffering. And as we grew older, we chose to be more kind. You know, there are people who are exceptions, right? However, you know, we, we don't want to just view the world and life as just suffering. You know, that can taint how we interact with other people. You know, like if we're misanthropic or if we're pessimistic or cynical, you know, whether it's valid or not, you know, when we hold a lot of like negativity in our hearts for how we see the world, you know, it, it really does, you know, hinder our experience on this planet. Not to say suffering shouldn't be understood or analyzed and not to say we should minimize our problems. What I'm saying is, it's a worthwhile aim to shoot for to have goodness in your heart and see the world and life as good. In my opinion, that is the ultimate experience. So how do we go about this? Create experiences that help you and other people. And a little tricky part is you have to be, you have to learn to be willing to let people help you. Our pride can stop us from, Allowing people to help us with simple things or even complex things. You know, once in a while, it's okay to let someone you trust, like whether it's a stranger or the family member or the most trusted council people, there are times it's okay to just accept help from others because that can really help you make friends and grow your network and see the world, you know, in a more positive light. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to need help sometimes. And the second part of this is learn to take jokes at your expense. You know, um, with my network of masculine men, the masculine men within my network, 
we're roasting each other all the time. And sometimes it does get personal, but we're all chill. We're all cool about it. You know, it's important to be able to laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously and just be carefree. I'm not saying status isn't important. I'm not saying a positive self-image isn't important. I'm saying we don't want to be fragile. See, when you can't take a joke at your expense, that you'll over-personalize it and be miserable about it. When the truth is, you should just laugh it off. I'm not saying in every context. Some people are bullying you, but... You know, like, if they're delivering it in a tonality with, like, a smile and they and they pat you on the back or they touch your shoulder or they shake your hand, they high-five you or or whatever, and they're just, they're just, a, a lot of the times people just like to joke with each other about stuff. People like to, people like to see what you're made of. And it's, like, humor like that, like, roasts whether they're, they're weak, medium, or strong, like... People are just trying to see what, how you're going to respond to that kind of stuff. Because if you can't take a joke, that usually indicates you're not easy to work with and that you think way too highly of yourself or you're just really fragile. And you don't want to be that. You want to be someone who can take a joke at your expense once in a while or often depending how, how much you interact with friends and stuff. But, you know, um, we want to cauterize our insecurities. We want to cauterize our weaknesses like they're a wound. We need to seal that up and make us stronger there. That way our wound isn't just bleeding all over us and other people. Right? You know, we got to learn to take a joke. And so do other people too. And it's always funny when someone jokes with you and you joke back, but it's the appropriate kind. You know, they gave you like a medium or a week or whatever like you meet them at the level of the humor and you joke back with them then they get all sour it's funny it's like oh so were you trying to joke with me or were you trying to bully me it'll be unclear but it's still a funny situation because at the end of the day these things are not that serious like whether it's someone seriously criticizing you or giving you serious feedback or it's someone joking with you you know for good intentions or not these things don't matter in, in the end of things. <laughs> they really don't. They're so temporary. These like these little interactions, whether they go good or not, they don't matter. I mean, as, in terms of them going good, like it's you having social cohesion and it's you, you know, being secure, and that's the aim of that. And that's another reason we want to hold good in our hearts and see the world and life as good. And so we need to laugh at our insecurities until they heal, basically. Alright, so you got your tasks and priorities in order in an app or in a to-do list or on your calendar or all three. You know, you're learning to take a joke and dish them out back. You know, you're learning to be secure with yourself and not think too highly of yourself, but also not too low of yourself. You're confident, you're secure, and you're socializing with people and forming bonds. You're getting help and you're helping other people. And, you know, it's all wonderful. You're helping yourself. Your weaknesses and insecurities are, you know, being cauterized and properly healed and mended. Now, let's talk about um, the physical aspects of getting out of a rut. I say get a gym membership and work out every day or get a book on calisthenics. I recommend Convict Conditioning by Coach Paul Wade. 
Paul Wade, Coach Paul Wade, um, or get resistance bands, whatever. But if you can afford a gym, go for it. I think it's a worthwhile investment. You know, get on a like don't don't try to don't don't try to just go one day rest for two days or one day rest and then go again. If you really want to get consistent at going to the gym, I say just do it every day for a month. Uh, and um, you know, obviously, like there are going to be days you have to rest, but you know, even on your rest days, you could just do cardio at the gym and just do like five minutes on the elliptical or something. I say like even on your rest days, go in there and do something super light, even if it is just cardio, because you want to build the habit of being in the gym all the time, you know, for, for until you can set up your diet and then also your training days and rest days. I say like, if you want to, you know, make your health a priority, like I do, I say every, every once in a while, when you get in a rut and you haven't been in the gym, just go every day. And not every day should be like a training day. Like some days should should just be really light. You could you could go every day and just do a little bit of cardio, you know, some upper body, you know, lifting, whatever. You know, just just make sure that you're going every day and you're building a solidified habit of being in the gym all the time. And why is this important? Because it's such a good foundation. Because it's an easy thing to do. What, what I mean by that is, like, it's easy to say yes to going to the gym every day and then saying no to the things that would keep you away from the gym. So you're building discipline and trust with yourself. You're building discipline in terms of being consistent with taking care of your health and you're going to feel great mentally and physically and have more energy to do stuff. And then you're also going to be having the mental discipline and trust with yourself that you're saying no to the things that keep you out of the gym. You're saying no to the things that keep you off your diet. And you're saying yes to the things that make you healthier diet-wise. And you're saying yes to the things that give you stability. It's not just about getting physically fit, going to the gym and getting stronger. It's also about stability. You know, when you have a stable gym routine that you know how to say yes to and you know what to say no to, like, you become a very powerful, influential person to yourself in your own life. You're being responsible. You're being healthy. And you're getting things done. And it's just such a good foundation for your self-image and also your self-improvement. You're going to see yourself as a worthwhile person at that point, And you're going to be happy all the time because you'll have endorphins. And, you know, um, you're going to be getting fit. And you're going to be proud of yourself for being able to trust your own judgment. And you're going to be, you know, proud of who you're becoming. And you'll have more energy to expend on things. It's awesome. Totally recommend it when it comes to getting out of a rut or just getting back in the gym. So the next thing about getting out of a rut. So now you got the gym thing going for you every day. Find something that makes you laugh really hard. Every day I make it a mission. This is even in my reminders to do this too. For it repeats daily. Find something that makes me laugh really hard. You know, everyone needs a good laugh. Don't underestimate the power and importance of a good laugh. You know, that will really help improve your experience. You know, 
it doesn't even matter what it is. It, it could be like a short video on YouTube. It could be a skit. It could be, you know, a stand-up comedy thing you watch. It, it, it could be something funny you remember from your past that makes you, you know, belt out laughing. You know, whatever it is, you know, you know, uh, ju just find something once a day that makes you laugh really hard and also share it with other people. You know, um, that'll really like put a lot of goodness in your heart and your outlook on life and the world and all that. And now finally, now this one is the hardest part because there are people we don't want to do this with, but it is necessary. Embracing the good in ourselves and in others, including the people we aren't fond of. I'm not saying you have to talk to people you don't like or people you're afraid of or whatever. I'm not saying you have to do that, but I'm saying like, even if you're just by yourself, embrace the good in your mind about the capacity of these people to do good. Because that's what we want to focus on. We want to be philanthropic, not misanthropic. We want to love ourselves and humanity. And we want to see the good in ourselves and see the good in others. And that will be really good for your self-image and your public image. And it will be really good for your outlook and worldview and philosophy on life. And that's all she wrote. <laughs>